This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, BBB Brigaders? It is a dubsy Wednesday. Dave and Matt, the Bostonian versus the book. U.S. Open starting tomorrow. Stanley Cup final starting tonight. The Pittsburgh Steelers, team of the day. Dave is all decked. I wore the black and gold in your honor. For Thank your, you, sir. For your team. How are you? I'm fired up, man. I'm yeah. fired up. Yeah. This is summer vacation officially starts, right? Like in most of the country. Kids are done with school. Today? So you're always looking for something for them to do, right? Yeah. They sleep in and you don't know. I got the wake up call today and I just got the text from Little Consig. I'll be in the chat today. You better have a good show. Wow. I tried to get Madeline to go in the chat today. I tried. <laughs> I said, Kendall's in the chat. Why aren't you in the chat? And she was like, I'm watching YouTube. I'm yeah. not watching you on YouTube. I'm watching, you know, <laughs> other stuff on YouTube. I'm like, well, if you're bored, come on over and watch us and get in the chat. She's like, what am I going to say in the chat? I'm like, I don't know. Talk to random people. She's like, where are they? I'm like, all over the world. Literally all so, over the world. Yes. Like, so like, I mean, no, she's not interested in, in any of that. So <laughs> not, not only we got picks and we got schedules of the day and all this other stuff, we got a little summer, uh, summer activity for the kids it's a great idea it really keep them engaged keep them going it's 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 phenomenal my daughter's best friend left for washington this morning she's gone Uh for a week oh boy so yeah so there's a lot of like what am i gonna do with my kid she went to camp last week we're trying to figure out what to do with her going forward you know Mm. where camp she go to so we're trying to figure that whole thing out so yeah it's it's weird because they go back to school in less than two months so it's like t- it feels Clock's like it's already ticking. Just yeah. like it is on football season. I mean, yep. it'll be here before we know it. So Link, and we're and we're there. Okay. So before we start the show, I just have one little thing. I can't tell you the details yet on this. But this is, is this called a drip or a tease or what, tease. what are we doing here? Is this a little bit of a tease? Reserve Thursday, June thirtieth. One week, two weeks from tomorrow. Yes. Two weeks from tomorrow. tomorrow. Two weeks from tomorrow. If you are in driving distance of Vegas, if you are coming to Vegas for the fourth weekend, come a day early, okay? Can't tell you where we're going to be or what we're going to be doing, but it's going to be a fun party for the brigade. We have not done this before. This Mm. is our first time doing it, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be fun. (laughs) We're going to invite... Like, and there's no limit to how many people can show. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not like it's a, it's a, Hey, you know, I, I didn't get tickets. It's a free admission event. That's coming up on June 30th. Mm-hmm. When, where details all still to come, but I wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up that if you are able to be in Vegas or if you're coming to Vegas Thursday, June 30th will be something of a special occasion. The last time we did this outside of the studio, we were in LA. We were at Radio Row. Nobody could come see us. This right. time, 
little different. Yeah, doors are open. Um, little little brunch affair, I might say. I might like just put it out there. There might be some things happening around that time of day, like when we do the show. I, I, or you can tell you, the show's going to be live. I mean, I, I can tell you the show's not going to be where you see it right now. We're going to have a pretty cool setup for the show. I just can't tell you exactly where we're going to be and yeah. the time we're going to be there and what we're doing. But yeah, but yeah, we will. You, yeah, just got to get the lawyers to sign off and dot I's and cross T's. And we would have told them already if yeah. we could. Could have, yeah. Just need the lawyers to get that done. So once we get it done yeah. and once we have the agreement fully cinched up and, and, and set up, we'll, we'll tell you guys, but it's going to be fun. So two weeks from tomorrow, We'll be an event. We'll be an event here in Vegas. When, where, and details all still to come. But if you are able to be in Vegas or if you're going to be in Vegas, I know SoCal DJ wrote to me yesterday. I'm in Vegas tomorrow. What the heck? I said, come back. You know, <laughs> we'll see if we can drag Dubsy out of, out of Cali, see if he'll come on over to Ooh, be a part of it. So yeah. uh, we're going to get as many people down there as we possibly can, can get down there. we got to invite bookmakers. We'll invite as many people as we can invite to, to be a part of the event. So yes. it should be a little networking fun little extravaganza on the 30th of june coming up which will also serve as a as a announcement time party thing that will explain all still to come so right mark it down all right i want to have two conversations that are non-sports gambling related because it's the time of the year we can have some fun yes did you see the flake the, the, the fake clay thompson story nope okay let's talk about this for one second would you be willing to be banned from your favorite sporting venue if you had a chance to either shoot baskets for 10 minutes or run around on Heinz Field or skate on, was it PPG? What's the penguin? The name ice name? in Pittsburgh? Yeah, what's it called? PPG now? Arena? Yeah. PPG Arena? I think. I don't yeah. even know. They change it all the time. Right. So whatever, whatever the penguin arena is called, yeah. just skate on that ice. Yeah. Would you be willing to do what this guy did? This dude looks like Clay Thompson. He's a YouTuber. Okay. Looks like Clay. Identical. Okay. So he's wearing this getup. He got through five layers of security at or at uh whatever they call the not Oracle, whatever they call the Chase Center. Chase Center. Chase Center. Five, five letters of Chase Center security to get on the court pre-game before game five. And he shot baskets for 10 minutes before somebody realized, wait, that's the real Clay Thompson. Who is that guy? They arrested him and they banned him for life. He, he spent $10,000 on the tickets that got him courtside seats to be able to get through security with tickets. Then he got down to his seat. Then he put on the Clay Thompson sweatshirt, threw on the, 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 the hoodie on the court, had a ball boy feeding him shots for 10 minutes. Was he making the shots at least? Yep. He, he looks like Clay. He's a big dude. He's tall. I don't know if he's 6'6", but he's a big guy. And he's done this before being the, the fake Clay Thompson running around. But this is, he took the whole gag to a totally different level. I, I want to be Clay. I have this. I've been waiting <laughs> to wear this headband. And I was going to get a nice afro. And the, the kids wouldn't let me do it. I would love to be Clay for just a minute. 10 but minutes. What? He spent 10 minutes on the court shooting baskets at Chase Center before game five. But he can't go back in the building ever? Ever. He got a letter. They po He posted it to Twitter. It's a letter saying he's banned for life from Chase Center. 
They reserve the right to, to arrest him on the spot. Even if he buys tickets, he's arrested on the spot if he's in the arena. I mean, I've had to ban people from the sports book, and that's no joke. I've seen people get banned from the property where your picture is up at every location <laughs> in the casino where people punch in and out. There's a wall, a banned list, banned patron list. No, hell no, I wouldn't do that. Would you really? do that? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, if you told me, if you told me I could, I could take batting practice at Fenway Park, but I couldn't go back to Fenway Park for the rest of my life. I don't know. I might say, I might do it. I could take BP for 10 minutes at Fenway. Why don't I we trade? We can do that without getting banned. Well, you can do that. Yeah, there are things you can do to make that happen. But like I'm just saying, if you if if, if that was the trade off, I mean, that's a pretty. I mean, your gag is content on the internet, and you tricked K- the Chase security to get you on the court as Good a work. fake Clay Thompson to shoot shots for ten minutes. The content alone, the hits, the coverage. I mean, everyone on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, like this is everywhere. Everyone's talking about the gag you pulled and your job essentially is to be a YouTuber. I don't know. I think it's a good trade. I mean, can he go to the games in LA? He can go to any other arena. He can't go to chase center, but yes, he's not banned from an NBA arena. This is not an NBA ban. This is a chase center ban. Man. Oh man. I don't know. I still wouldn't do it. I don't know. I'm a, I'm too much of a square, plus I figure out ways to do it without having to get banned. But I would love to just go. Oh. I could make one shot right now. My shoulder's killing me from we're back to the softball. My arm's hurting from BP, and I couldn't make a shot. Could you make a shot? Could you light it up from three at all? Light it up? No. Could I make a shot? Sure. Light it up? No. <laughs> I shot baskets for the, for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and college threes were not going down. So pro threes would not be going down. But shots, I mean, you know, get on the court and dribble and shoot. And yeah, I mean, it would be a lot of fun to do it, in particular because they think you're Clay Thompson. <laughs> you They're like, hey, Clay, what's up, Clay? How are you, Clay? You know, you know, they think you're an NBA player and you're not. You're just some guy who looks like Clay Thompson. <laughs> It, it it's it's from a distance the resemblance is pretty stark i mean it's it's, it's like it's jarring they, they do look similar when you pull up the hoodie over his head he also looks right. even more similar like clay but i just love i wish he had a shot of the person who figured it out of the guy who was like like the, the spider-man meme like, <laughs> you know like, wait, wait, wait that's clay wait that's Who's clay that? what's that who are what? you wait a minute and then he's like ah, gotcha like that's that moment, he, oh. he, he doesn't have that moment. He just has this picture of him going like this oh. under the basket. And then there's video of him shooting threes. And he tweeted, was it worth it to lose 10K on tickets and to be burned for life? Absolutely. I was an NBA player for 10 minutes, bro. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool, man. That That's a pretty cool deal. That's a good story and everything. But I mean, like, what do you do next? Well, right, well, I mean, that's the, that's the life, right? I mean, if, you, if you're a YouTube guy, you got to constantly, you know, go up the ladder as to what the, what you got to do. You set the bar pretty high. I faked everybody many, out. I dressed like Clay Thompson. And I now every and arena, in a, every arena in America is going over their security system and they're 
their protocols as to how they stop this because you know the copycats are coming. Ah, uh, I ruined it for everybody yeah, in that regard. The copycats are coming for sure. In hockey, it's way more difficult to get on the ice because you have to have skates and the uniform and the equipment. It's a lot more difficult to get on the ice. It ain't but, happening. Yeah, but basketball is so open. It just, you know, your feet are literally on the playing surface. If you have front, you know, front row tickets, you know, court, court side seats, your yeah. feet are on the playing surface. <laughs> so it's like two steps to get on the court. So it's not hard to do that, to have at least some type of access. Did he have surface. the hair and everything? No, that's what the hoodie's for. Ah, uh, keep it up. Yeah, the hoodie, the hoodie makes it more difficult to see whether it's clay or not. Like, is that clay for real? Or is that just someone who looks like clay? But he's a bigger guy. So he's got the beard. He's got the hoodie. So it's a little bit more difficult to go, mm, is that clay or is that not clay? Think about being a security person at the time. Like, you may not be sure, but how do you ask? And you that's right? what he like, said. He said he's, he, he said every layer that he went through from security, he just walked like he owned it and walked with his head down. And it's like, are you going to be the guy that stops Clay Thompson before game five of the NBA finals and says, hey, are you Clay Thompson? Uh-oh. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, a tough, that's a tough move. I don't think so. If you're wrong. That might be yeah. a job. Like you asking me if I'm Clay Thompson, what are you asking me now for? Right. Like uh-oh. if it's Clay, you know, if it is Clay, you're, yeah, you're like, what do you mean, bro? What are you talking about? Like, yeah, I've on. been playing here for how many years? You're asking me this yeah. question. Like, what are you yeah. doing right now? And he, he banked on that. He banked on the run and nobody having the guts to actually stop him. And that happened. So <laughs> there's him shooting threes. There, there you go. He's, he's jacking NBA threes in an empty arena. So he's an NBA player. So, uh, and, well, and then one more quick one, because I, I want to, I want to get your take on this. So everyone's going to travel this summer, right? Everyone gets on airplanes. We all fly. There's an airline that is floating this new idea. Would you fly on a double decker seat on an airline? A double-decker seat? You mean two levels? Yes. This is one of the more horrific ideas I've ever seen. It's on the screen. If you're listening to the podcast after the fact, you can't see it. Look at where the seats are. The seats are literally put up. See See where that woman is? Okay. What's the first thing that you worry about being where that woman is? Look where her head is. That's terrible. I mean, Kendall's watching the show. She knows it's gas and not the stuff you put in your car. Forget I about died. it. The, the, the comments on CNN's everyone, everyone commented going, oh yeah, that's a pink eye outbreak waiting to happen. That is a, you're going to suck in someone's farts the entire flight. It's a bad, I mean, who thought of this? Who would engineer an idea? Uh, this is, this is so bad. My eyes are watering just oh, thinking about it's it. It's such a bad idea. This is this so, is, you're literally at eye level to someone's butt right there. It's, this is such a bad idea on so many levels, but it's just so bad. This is, this is terrible. Seriously. Oh, it's Whoever so bad. thought of this. Listen, if, if I ever get on a plane and I have to sit where that woman is sitting, I'm getting off the plane. No, I'm, I'm just good. like, I'm good. There's no way. There's I don't no need way. to fly. I don't need it. I'm good. Like, Maybe, I mean, they're making planes where it feels like tighter and tighter and tighter. And well, that's what they're doing. They're trying to deal with the headspace. They're like, okay, so we have headspace. So let's figure out a way to utilize the headspace. And so, so we're going to go ahead and put something on top planes of it. Are you flying on where there's that much headspace? Because I ain't been on no planes with all that headspace. There's well, I fly to Boston. So we, I mean, the cross-country flights are the, – the planes are relatively big when you're flying cross-country. You're flying regionally, yeah. I mean, it's a 2-2 two, two type of situation. No, I'm talking about like a 2-3-2 two, two situation. Planes that, put, 
upper deck seats in a plane. They're, they're thinking the about it. idea was this. Trying to get people to, you know, I mean, this is like a spirit nightmare. You're like like you're, you're asking for hell if you do it's, this. It's just, it's, I mean, it's it's hard enough to fly on some of these oh. airlines and have an experience. I'm going to sit under somebody's ass the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and for it's three crap. hours, four hours, five nope. hours, whatever it might be. Nope. Nope. No bleeping way am nope. I getting anywhere near something like this. And what's what's frustrating right now, I think most people can kind of agree with this, is because we're all traveling for the summertime, the flight that I normally buy to go back to Boston is normally between three and five hundred dollars per flight, right? It's nine to thirteen hundred right now. It's ridiculous. I mean, it doesn't make, I know gas is more expensive, but it's not that much more expensive. Like the right now flying, I, I've never seen prices like this, even, you know, at the peak of the best economy we've had. And I, I've never seen flights like this where the cheapest flight, cheapest is like $800 in the normal flight that I fly, I fly on JetBlue is $1,100 to fly home per person. My Price whole family's right up. My whole vacation every year normally is running between two and three thousand dollars. The flights alone are going to run me two to three thousand dollars. Correct. That's insane. That's just before yeah. I even get there, before I do anything, anything fun, any going out, going to the Cape, any of the stuff I do every summer. So I, I don't. We probably just aren't going. Like, is this going to be like? No, I'm not going. <laughs> like, it's this just is, not, not, not worth it. This is one of those things you got to weigh. You know, just like in the book, I mean, you got to weigh the cost effectiveness of sometimes making a bet or just passing. Sometimes you got to make decisions like this. Are we going to go on vacation or not? I mean, we're a family of five. It's 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 five dimes to to think about flying. Just back start. East. Just, just start. that's just that's round trip. That's that's five dimes. And then you know, kids like to eat. Kids like to do stuff. We we try to stay with family. That's an ideal thing. But if you go a hotel. You take a week back east. It's it's ten times plus. It's it's hard. It does. Yeah. It stinks. All right, game one of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight. Colorado minus one fifty six. That doesn't work. No, <laughs> minus one fifty six tonight. Are we changing our mind at all? Have have the guys who you've been talking to have they made a point that abs tonight, even with the layoff? Um, there's a lot of case for it. I'm still good with Tampa in game one, you know, but some some books have like the team in the number of games price. Mm -hmm. Colorado in five has gotten to be the favorite mm. in this in some places. And I'm like, wow, win both at home, split in Tampa and win in game five. It's a pretty quick and easy narrative and a quick and easy series. Um, kind of surprising. And Morenci hit me with Tampa? this yesterday. What's Tampa? that? For Tampa to win or Colorado to win? It? Colorado to win. In five. Colorado to win in five. Win, win all three home games and split in Tampa. That wins five games. And that's that's without leaving, you know, winning. They don't have to win a road game. They will in that scenario, but... I don't know. I, I Marantz hit me with this yesterday. How many series, Stanley Cup Finals, in the last ten years have gone seven games? Just off the top of your head, um, two. It's one. Okay. 
St. Louis and Boston. That's what I say. I, I knew the Bruins one. I was like, right. I know the Bruins won seven. I was like, that's one. So I thought there might have been one other one. That's the only one. And then like right outside the 10 years, there was, you know, the Penguins and the uh, Red Wings went seven. And Bru- Bruins, Bruins, so Bruins and the Canucks. I was going to say, did Bruins the Canucks go seven? That was 11 Boston years won, ago. One yeah. in, in Vancouver. Correct. In, two, in 2011. Yeah. So that was... Um, Why do Boston teams make it so hard? Why can't you just win easily? <laughs> you have to go seven. You have to make it difficult. It can't be easy. <laughs> Red Sox make it easy. Red Sox is like, bag me win. It's done. It's, Sox they did. When they won the world. Yeah, you're right. They did. But no, I don't... I mean... I'm not changing like right now. I, I think Tampa wins tonight. A lot of people are on them. I was watching the hockey preview last night on ESPN, Melrose, and all the guys. I mean, everybody's on Tampa to win in six, win the home game, clinch the cup at home. Mm. It's starting to it's starting to get that feel of like, geez, am I are we on the public dog side? I'm starting to put that out. We've had way too much time to think about it and talk about it and all these other things. I just want to play the game. I mean, are you wavering at all in this position? Mm-mm. Not yet. I still like Tampa. I still like Tampa plus one sixty to win the series. I still like Tampa to win game one. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm. I just think rust is it a real thing? And again, we don't know who. I haven't heard yet. I don't know who came off the ice first at morning skate, but I haven't seen who's in net tonight. But isn't that a crucial a crucial piece of information right now? Like, shouldn't it? We know. Mm. I I mean, because if they go Kemper, all right. I mean, right now this thing is painted. Wowza. Circa has it 149, lowest price in the world. Mm. Tonight's game. Um like it. Yeah. Well, we don't have to worry about changing our position on game one. I like the fact that that's that. Um but it's 155, pretty much consensus. There's a one, some some places uh, offshore 150, and still a couple 160s. But if they announce the goalie in an hour, yeah, because morning skate Tampa. in Colorado, it's 10:30. So I'm looking at Twitter right now. It's 10:30 Pacific time, uh, so it's 11:30 in Colorado. Yeah, I don't think they've. If they had morning skate, if they've had their warmups, they they haven't said who's coming off the ice yet. They may be on the ice right now. So at some point during the game, I think we'll uh, during the show we'll find out who the goalie for the game is going to be. <laughs> at some point, the I chat, don't think the chat will let us know. Probably, yeah. It it won't affect the line. That's what's weird, because I think it would. Like if Kemper's playing, I would bump it down a little bit more, and that's why JD. Uh, Jeff Davis may be bumping that down at circa right now. So I don't thinks, know. You think he thinks Kemper's playing? Oh, I don't. I mean, I, to be six cents off the market right now, mm-hmm. telling me he might be leaning a certain way or just trying to get ahead of a move. Because if it's Frankie, nothing changes. Right. Right. That's, like he, they should play him. I mean, that's. Avalanche should play him. <laughs> I would play him. Yeah. Would you play him? I would play him. Not even a question in my mind. He's six and zero. He's been playing. Kemper got hurt. No disrespect to you. Keep yourself ready. If a young kid gets lit up, you're in. But otherwise, we're, we're not riding gonna, a hot hand. Right? Yeah, we're not going to upset the apple cart at the moment. We're in the finals. We've won six games in a row. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing? I, I don't know. It seems it seems too easy. Like that that decision. And without being in the room or have access to anyone in the room there, 
I don't know. Like I, I, I think you'll get a lot of play on this game literally an hour before game time. Yeah, and it hoping, always happens. Anyway. I mean, I'm on the under, so I'm hoping it's Frankie. Yeah. Because Kemper worries me. Kemper might give up five. So he concerns me. So I would rather have that happen. Winning have team it. scores four today? I think four two is the final. Four potentially. two. Yeah. yeah. I took the under six because it's a solid number. And if we get a three one, if, if I get Vasilevsky on Ranger type of form, I'm not sure how many goals he gives up. Might be one. He's given up um, what one or less in the last, except for that game one. His last different on, different offense he's facing now. So there's a completely different. This so. is this is this is for anyone that got caught in up and watching the last couple series, and and you know hopefully more people are watching it. I mean it's on network television now. The Stanley Cup Finals, which is great. So hopefully even more people will watch it. This is going to look a lot different than those series. Colorado's deep and they can fly and their power play is very good, but they mm-hmm. can play five on five. Mm-hmm. That's they're, they're good with it. Tampa is going to try to play that defensive style. This is, this is styles make fights. This is going to be a clash in styles for sure. So in the Ranger series, we saw over one and a half goals in the first period and the under come in consistently yes. in that series. I think that happens again tonight. High oh, you fly. think you think High the first flying. period has a multiple goals and then it tightens up? One one. We we go with a one one after one. Mm-hmm. And then second period, nothing. And then a three one, three two win for nice. one of the, for, for Tampa. Okay. That's how I bet it. That that that's how I'm playing the game. That's how I'm in, you know, following the same logic. It could be the one thing that might save me is if Colorado comes out on fire and they, they score two goals fast on Vasilevsky and then it's, you know, then the game's probably going to go over, but Farrah, go ahead and add in Dubsy whenever you have a chance to do so. We apologize on Dubsy Wednesday for the U S open conversation. We had some technical difficulties, but we should have fixed it. We should be good to go here now. And let's, Oh my gosh, he's wearing a, a hat. Caddy hat on. He's wearing the hat, the former PGA tour caddy. Himself, <laughs> Mr. Dubsy on Twitter, host of props golf here on the Bostonian versus the book. What? Hello. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. How are we boys on a Wednesday? The U S open teeing off tomorrow. This is a top four week for me boys we got all the bozos coming back from the live golf invitation in london last week coming to take on the best of the best in the world here the country club over in brookline old school golf course you got to play it the old school way these boston fans they love their sport i hope we get a couple of hecklers out there maybe a couple of crashes run up the fairway and tackle some of these boys i want to see some hostility i want to see a raucous environment out in the golf course but hey the cream is going to rise to the top in this one. We don't see duds taking out major championships. And look at all the form that comes into this one. Rory McIlroy, JT, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, defending champion. What more do you want, boys? Happy Wednesday indeed. (laughs) Well, there's a lot to get to here, okay? So let's talk about the U.S. Open as a course at Brookline. This is a challenging golf tournament every year, but but by the sounds of it, these greens, because it's the way the game used to be played, these greens are small and very fast. Right. Who does it benefit when a course is like this? Because supposedly the rough is bad, but it's not that bad. The first cut is okay. Second cut is pretty bad, but the first cut isn't that penalizing. 
What do you make of the course as a whole and horses for courses you always talk about? Who's it benefit to have a course with smaller greens that are really fast? Second shot golf, you've got to be a good iron player. And as I touched on, boys, an oldest, you know, an old school golf course, it's not a long one this week, only 7,200 yards. So the shorter hitters who keep it in play, they're going to fare all right in this one. But when you've got smaller greens, they are firming them out as we speak. There's going to be a lot of wind in this one. You need a bit of short game as well. So don't fall in love with distance as much as we like to go that way with the US Open. You look at past winners, Bryson, Brooks, he's won a couple. Rambo did it last year. This golf course, it's a unique beast. You've got blind, you know, second shots there. The rough is going to be very, very penal. So for me this week, more so than anything, accuracy off the tee. If you want to hit these smaller greens, you've got to be coming from the fairway. Spin the ball, flight the ball. Not all these guys have it. If you're wayward with the big stick, see you later. This is not the one for you. Dubs, you're changing everything up with this hat. I absolutely love you it. You don't even recognize me. You don't even recognize me. I saw Sharapin looking like Jackie Moon in the headband, so I said, <laughs> oh, I've got to get my lid on here. That's right. Hey, I'm, not, I'm not a lid guy, boys, because I don't like to cover up the lettuce. I don't know how many more years the lettuce is going to be looking all right up top, but here it is. And I tell you what, I think I know what they call it, <laughs> a, a snap, a snap cap, a snapback, if you will. I tried to bend the old beak on this one, Sharapin. It feels like it's about to break. I think it's cutting off circulation. It's, it's, it's supposed only, to be flat. Don't burn it's, it's not like mine. Listen, it's for a, for the the chat is game. going nuts with the BVB hats because I got the flat bill and, you know, there Matt has the bent bill and there's a debate going on right now. Talking about lettuce, okay? Yeah. This rough is the story yeah. of the U.S. Open all yeah. the time, okay? We talked about it with Marenzi and Cam a little bit on sports. We tell the people yeah. here, we were talking about trying to come up with a winning score. All right. What do you anticipate this winning score is going to be this week? Cause this isn't the Phoenix open. You come in here nah. like it's a big party. Like it's, we're nah. going to be blah, blah, blah. This, nah. is, this is close to par, right? This is real golf boys. You're looking for a chess player this week, not checkers. I think I, I was throwing out on props golf. I think we get, to six, seven under par. I've heard some people say under par is going to be a fantastic score. Now, it is a par 70. You've only got two par fives, which limits the scoring options. But these guys are so good. Unless it's really windy, we're seeing that there's going to be a little bit of wind. I still think the winners can push six or seven under par. If you keep it in play this week, you're still going to be able to score. But again, this is what we want to see. I mean, around the greens this week, I saw Scotty Sheffield out there yesterday. He's practicing with the putter upside down, just trying to get it. (laughs) out of the rough. So I don't think there's going to be much chipping. I mean, it's either full-blown flop shot or you're trying to nudge something out of this thick rough, and that's how it's going to be. I mean, you've got small greens, then a foot too long, and you're in some really thick, you know, four-inch rough. So guys are going to be making double bogeys, triple bogeys like nobody's business. Hey, we're in Boston. It's going to be a marathon, baby. You can't win this one in a sprint. It is going to test you. You need everything this week. A bit of patience. And again, it's a major. Not everyone's built of the right stuff. Once you're tested there Saturday, Sunday afternoon, step up, grow a set, get it done. So you were quoted for an article on the front page of props.com. The points bet has some, some pretty interesting little twists and turns here for this little cross golf, little cross sport golf with strikeouts and, uh, and, and birdies being made. If you go to the front page right now, this is a decent offer. Points bet is going to give you $2,000, a risk-free bet coming up here on this golf tournament, which is not really all that bad. 2000 bucks. You can go ahead and run with it on this golf tournament. I probably wouldn't want to jump in on that, but what do you make of the odds boost? Roy McElroy 
to finish ahead of the live golf guys, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson. It's plus 170. You can take that $2,000 free roll if you want, if you will, with that free bet from points bet to put two dimes on Rory to beat the live guys at plus 170. Good bet. Look, I, I don't even who, – who are those three guys you just called out? I, I don't recognize those names anymore. Are they golfers? They, they used to be golfers, did they? Okay, yeah, that sounds familiar. Look, Roy McIlroy is as hot as anyone is in the world of golf right now. I don't know if he's going to win this one because I think he gets a little uncomfortable being the top dog. But, I mean, Dustin Johnson, he gave up 12 months ago. He's chasing the bag. And what, you think last week was a good turn-up? Please. Phil Mickelson, I mean – we know what lefty's going through. Don't even get me started there. Look at the stubble on him. I mean, the guy just, he, he hasn't he hasn't even showered in three months, I don't think. He's a complete mess. And uh, so we got Dustin, uh, DeChambeau? No, nah, yeah. please. Uh, student of the game, student of the long drive game these days. I mean, th- this is a course where you've got to keep it in play. No, no, no. He, he ain't doing that short game. No, no, no. What, what's that? So, no, nah, can't get behind that. Roy McIlroy to absolutely throttle those three they, they, they won't be around for the weekend i think that's a great play good plus money uh-oh did you plus plus money peach plus money peach is it we gotta load it up boys a plus money peach on a wednesday maddie p with the assist the one two punch if you will i like it there's another little uh thing that i was looking around because in the book for majors week we try to, I mean, the Masters is phenomenal because everybody yeah. knows the courses, knows the course, and knows the holes. So you can do different prop bets. And one of the popular ones there is will there be a hole-in-one, yes or no? DraftKings says, will there be a hole-in-one on the course? All right. Yes is minus 140. No is plus 105. I mean, I don't know what we're doing with the with the numbers. <laughs> it's not supposed to be only plus 105 if it's minus 140. But is there going to be a hole one on this course this weekend? I'm going to say, I, I, I'm going to say yes. And uh, we've got a, an, an old school hole back in the rotation. I think it's only 125 yards going downhill. I think it's the 11th, which we, we haven't seen it used in a lot of tournaments here. And I mean, for these guys, that's going to be a 60 degree wedge. So the first couple of days, you're given 100 and what's 150 of the world's best, a 60 degree wedge in their hands going downhill. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to see a hole in one. That's a good play. Wow, that's amazing. That's a really yeah. short, short golf course. Yeah, it's so nothing for them. Here, here's a bet I made last night, and you, you talked about Phil. I think Phil makes the cut. Oh, interesting. It's, okay. plus, two, it's plus 200. He's wrong. He's wrong. Okay. What? I said you're wrong, but go okay. Ahead. Tell him why. So Look, here's why. Me. This course is about second shots and putting. I don't think Phil's going to be in contention. But if we're going to talk about a guy who was awful last week, who spent all of Monday and Tuesday putting, that's all he did. He went to the golf course and he putted this golf course. There's a lot of pressure on him to perform here at the one tournament that he cannot win for 30 years. He's been trying to win the U S open and he can't do it and he won't do it. But does he really miss the cut? I mean, I don't, I think he makes the cut at, at, at plus 200. Why not? Look, I, 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 I like your optimism, Matty, but for Phil, I mean, it's not about Thursday for him. That This week was about Monday, coming yeah. to face the media, the press, and, and that's why he showed up on Sunday. He's trying to warm himself into the attention. He wasn't there for the extra reps as much as he tells us. He was trying to get there, fill out the grounds, who's coming after him. So I think before Thursday, this is where he's going to exhaust himself mentally, mentally, 
physically. Now, maybe he gets out on the golf course and it's an escape for him. He can just well, they play cheered golf. Him. He can finally relax. I, mean, I, mean, Dubsy, I, I think a lot of they fans... They cheered him, well, Dubsy. He, he got a, a round of ovation. Every hole he went to yesterday on his practice round, they were they were cheering him. They were and warm hey, cheering. Hey, so they should. What, what's he really done wrong? Yes, he's taken money, but I mean, you know, he, he's not going over to Saudi. He's not in cahoots with these guys. I mean, the sports washing is a, t- a terrible thing. He said all the wrong things, but I still don't think Mickelson is a terrible person. I think there's a big ego there. It's all about him, but we can't forget Lefty. I mean, he has been one of the greatest of the last 30, 40 years, unquestionable. So look, it'd be good to see Mickelson out there. I think the fans are absolutely going to warm to him and he knows how to play him. Every second reply he's thrown in, you know, Boston, best sporting fans in the world. You think he's done that <laughs> at a chance? No, no, no. He's uh, some of the slim PR training he's had this week. That, that's one of the things I've taken to. So I just don't see the golf game being sharp enough. I think he's mentally going to be taxed before Thursday. And again, you know, the the, the winning score, say it is five, six under par, it, it probably helps Phil because he can make a couple of bogeys and stay in the hunt. But I just think if he's wavered off the tee, coming out of that thick rough, I don't think the short game, is going to be a sharp, and I mean, he hasn't played for three months. The fifty-four hole, um, you know, putt putt contest that he was a part of last week—that's not the best tune-up for him. Dubsy, we talked a, a little bit yesterday, you you and I, but f- we talked about margin of victory. All right, and yeah. like Caesars has this margin of victory bet. You can bet whether it's going to be one stroke. Then a playoff is the next lowest odds, and then two strokes, three strokes, four strokes, and five or more. When we get wake up Sunday on Father's Day and watch golf, which most of us like to do, is this going to come down to the 18th? Is this going to be a one stroke or a playoff, or are you expecting somebody to maybe get away from the field and win this by two or more? No, I think it's going to be really close, Dave. We usually see that from the US Open. I turn it back to last year. I thought it was one of the best Sundays of golf we had all season long. John Rahm, Louis Oosthuizen, Roy McIlroy, DeChambeau was there jockeying back and forth on that back nine. I think we see a similar thing here on Sunday, maybe five or six names right right in the thick of it, you know, between one and two shots back. And I think ultimately the winner gets it done probably by one shot. I mean, I'd love to see a playoff, but what are the chances we're going to have playoffs back-to-back major championships? I think it's going to be close, but one shot winning score prevails for me. So I always tell people you have to be careful for your dead heat rules. Do not be betting golf at books to have your dead heat rules, meaning they're going yeah. not paying out ties. Yeah. There are a bunch out there that do, and there are a bunch that don't. So do research on this. But how do you feel about Justin Thomas top 10 coming up here into this golf tournament? I got it at plus 125 last night at BetMGM. What what do you make of JT's after the PGA to continue on here to have another good major? I love it. I, I mean, he was sluggish the week after the PGA, but uh, what I saw last week, JT, he's found the only thing that was missed in the last 12 months was confidence. He got it there at the PGA. Bones is on the bag. You put him on a tough golf course where wind is going to be a factor. You need shot making. You need short game. Uh, the putting has really come on leaps and bounds. JT can get him at 12 to 1 the outright market. I love him in the outright market. I love him for a top five. I love him for a top 10 as well. And he's playing with a chip on his shoulder in a week where it feels like there's a, a line in the sand. The live boys take on the PGA Tour golfers. You know the likes of JT and Rory want to be there on Sunday and say, hey, this is where the best of the best play. 
Dubsy, last one for me, brother. Uh, we did a little hit this morning. We had a little ice advice, uh, you know, that is nice. And there's a hockey game tonight. What are you thinking? I mean, for, you know, everybody knows you know to golf, but now you're expanding into all these other opportunities. Talking hockey, who's winning the game one tonight? Who's winning the Stanley Cup? Ice advice, twice as nice. What about the Lightning trying to get it done thrice times, Sharapan? Thrice times, not once, twice, thrice. I've got to go with the Lightning. The shot stopper, the goaltender, Vasilevsky, big Stamkos up front. What a beast. That's my team. How can you sleep on class? How can you sleep on experience? The Colorado Avalanche, eight days rested. They're going to be coming in a little hungover, you ask me. I like the Stanley Cup, boys. I like it a lot. For the Lightning? Yes. Like the Lightning. Thrice. Uh, okay. One more before we let you go on golf. Props golf, by the way, to get the full breakdown of the entire major. And also don't forget about the cut show that Dubsy does on Friday night, Saturday morning, yes. as we head towards the weekend. So you guys can get it. It's twice a week for Props Golf on the Props YouTube channel and wherever you get your audio podcast. So definitely check out the cut show coming up on Friday night in the Saturday for Props Golf. But Will Zillatoris. So we were sitting in Vegas and our, our guy Rob from beating the bookie was talking about first round outrights. And he likes betting the first round outrights a lot because it's basically 18 holes. You're handicapping 18 holes and saying, okay, this is what we want to go ahead and do. So what do you make of Wills of the Taurus for Thursday? Top five is five to one for Willie Z 28 to one to lead the tournament. But what do you make of Willie Z's chances potentially to play well on Thursday? We know his struggles on Saturday and Sunday. We know how he's not played well under the gun in majors, but he's always around. He's always playing well on the days before the cut. What do you make of Zilla Torres top five on Thursday? Well, ball strikers paradise. I, I think on Thursday, he's going to start very strong. I like him more in that market than I do in the outright market. I mean, his success at the majors speaks volumes to how good his golf game is. And look, this is a week where I'm not that big on putting. I don't think you have to put a lot of weight behind it because we've got really small greens. There's not going to be a lot of three putts down the golf course. So it's sort of, it, it helps a guy like Willie Zalatoris. And you can't question form. I mean, this guy doesn't have any weeks off. So you put him on a golf course where you're going to hit it long, hit it straight, iron play is going to be the big differentiator. You've got to have Willie Z at the top of your list. And I absolutely love him for a fast start on Thursday. It's only a matter of time before he does get one done here. I just don't think he can be the front runner. But again, if he's there two or three shots back going into Sunday, he can absolutely win this thing. I completely agree. And make sure those dead heat rules, any top 10, top 20, top five, yeah. make sure you look at your house rules. It's yeah. really important when you're betting golf on top five, whether they pay out ties or not. If they don't, your five to one could turn into a one and a half to one really fast. And you think that you've got a nice, yeah, I mean, sometimes you're even losing money on it. Yeah. If it really gets bad, <laughs> it turns into a minus and you're losing juice on it. Dubsy, thank you, man. Always love it on Wednesday. Enjoy the US Open. Should be a phenomenal tournament starting tomorrow in Boston. You know I will, boys. Plus money, peaches, pops, golf twice weekly. The caddy who ain't your daddy, baby. Let's go. <laughs> At Mr. Dubsy on Twitter to follow oh. him. If you don't listen to Props Golf, you're missing a really fun, fun oh. twice weekly show that he does for us. It's just <laughs> awesome every Wednesday. Your brother says, I think I'm going to start betting on golf, Dave. So I Dan, know. Brother Dan's going to now get involved because of our boy. Brother Dan watches golf religiously. I mean, he's he tries to play golf and he watches but doesn't bet it. No. Oh wow. Brother Dan never 
we could be complete polar opposites. We're very close and we're very much a lot alike in a lot of ways. He don't like losing money. He don't like betting. He definitely don't like being wrong. So it's oh. not really for him. No. But now that he's got the apps and it's so easy, it might be available for him to do. So mm. you can just download that app. And uh, By the way, your, your daughter prefers my hat to your hat. She does not. She prefers the flat bill. She said no on the, in the chat. She's not on team flat bill. She said She's nah. Not. No, she nah. likes the flat bills. <laughs> she, uh, don't make me bring her on here. She likes the flat bills. The kids like the flat bills. The grown-ups the, don't. The kids do, yes. But I'm just saying, people were asking which hat was better. And she said, nah, to the flat bill. She likes she likes the curve. Tell them, <laughs> she, she just said, flat, no, flat. Flat, 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 flat. <laughs> don't be trying to turn my daughter there. What the hell are you doing? Good she stuff. So speaking of, well, the B of BVB. Yeah. We got a new B in the desert. Bruce oh Cassidy. Goodness. Bruce Cassidy, former oh. Boston Bruin head coach. Wow. Six years running, taking the Boston Bruins to the postseason. Somehow the Bruins thought it was a good idea to ice that guy and kick him off their team. And the Vegas Golden Knights said, thank you very much. We will take Bruce Cassidy. We'll hire Bruce Cassidy. What do you make of the hire by the Golden Knights? Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Proven track record. Um, Just a a hockey guy to to put right here. He gets Jack Eichel. He gets to coach Jack Eichel. This was his talk. He talked about this forever in Boston. His respect for Jack Eichel, how much he loved Jack Eichel. Whenever he played the Sabres, he was always like, Jack Eichel, this kid is so good. People don't understand how good this guy is. Now he finally gets him. He gets to coach him here in Vegas. I it's I don't really see a negative in any of it. I I it's a it's a positive hire, a positive step. Um, exactly what you need for a team that missed the playoffs for the first time. Um, I don't think he's going to need to do much, you know, except change the culture of the room and, and the goalie. Obviously they got to get a goalie. <laughs> I think a, a reliable goalie, but I think yeah. he'll come in and make a decision, you know, and, and whether they add to change a couple pieces here and there. I mean, look at the odds to win it next year's Stanley cup. They're, they're the third or fourth choice on most lists. We're back. We're back. Now Bed said, you can't tell me the hockey gods don't watch this show. Cassidy to Vegas, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's those, all the, happening. The Celtics are in the finals. <laughs> Bruce Cassidy's coming to Vegas from Boston. Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, it, I, I I see it. I mean, I can Vontae Adams leaves Green Bay, comes to the comes Raiders. To come to like Vegas. The, like there's some things happening in Vegas and Boston ties to it. We named the show Boston how about, versus. The how Bulls. about if Patrice Bergeron follows Bruce Cassidy. Do you think that's even possible? Yes. His contract's up in Boston. He's a free agent. He doesn't know if he's going to resign. He doesn't know if he's going to retire. Bruce Cassidy, in his exit interview with the media, said, I want to take Patrice Bergeron wherever I go. He's going to give him a chance. He may stay in Boston. He may retire. He may not want to be a part of it. But Bergeron, Boston's going to suck next year. Okay. Boston as that's why they fired Cassidy. They're waving the white flag. They're in salary cap hell. They're going to have to trade some big pieces this off season. And they're going to be bad for about two years. And that's, they didn't want to go with Cassidy and they just figured let's blow it up and start from complete scratch because we need someone who can develop young talent. Cause we're going to play kids 
and trade and not resign like Bergeron. There's crazy rumors that they could be trading everybody. Like Marshawn might get traded. Like there's just a bunch wow. of like nuts stuff going on in New England that right now the Bruins are in deep trouble with their salary cap problems. But I mean, Bergeron and Eichel on a power play together. <laughs> the way Bergeron was saying goodbye at the end, like I just don't felt know like retirement play anymore. It felt like retirement. But it, who people retire to Vegas all the time. This is true. <laughs> just retire to Vegas. All over the place. Just come on in and retire. Brady, Brady went to Florida. Play a couple years here and, you know, live in the desert and, you know, live, have some fun and, you know, you get a monster house and they're going to love you here. You're going to play from a rocking atmosphere every single time you play for Cassidy. You're going to be on the same line as Jack Eichel. I mean, you got Mark Stone, Jack Eichel and Patrice Bergeron. I can sign up for that. Pacioretty. I can sign up for that. Wow. If that, I mean, it's, it's better, a total, more you say it. it's a, it's a total Hail Mary. But it is possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it is possible that Bruce Cassidy might be able to convince Patrice Bergeron to come here. He's having to take less. Jordan said that the, the Knights are in salary cap hell too. They are. They, they, they've had they've had issues. They would yeah. have to. Bergeron could not get market value. Oh no way. He would have right. to get, take a monster pay cut. They had to move some players around to get him. But if he wanted to play here. You know, there's ways of making that happen. We've seen right. in the NFL, you can play around with the salary cap, but Vegas is in trouble. Yes. Salary cap wise, Vegas definitely. I mean, they went for it. That's what they did. That's why they couldn't add at the trade deadline last year, the pieces they needed, <laughs> they've, but they've, they've got some decent young pieces that they're going to bring up goaltending wise. We'll see where they go with it. But I mean, Cassidy here is a very good hire. It's a very, very good hire. It's a good fit. He'll fit well in the market. He'll handle the media really well. And for Jack Eichel, I'd be pretty pumped up to get Bruce Cassidy. I I mean, if you're in a room, you got to be excited. If you're in the building, in the organization, you got to be excited. Like there's, there's, th- this is, this is exactly what the doctor ordered after the way the season ended and losing those games and having a shot yeah. at making the playoffs. Like this is, this is exciting. This is, th- this is a good thing. And they're going to be healthy next year. They had so many injuries. So everyone coming back healthy is important. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's a kick in the butt for the Golden Knights and their fans. It's a little giddy up to kind of go, all right, so we're going to be okay. Because there was a lot of like hand wringing going on at the end of the year going like, hmm, now what? And I get a guy kind of a proven, a proven guy, a proven coach, a guy who can contend in a very difficult division and a very tough conference. I mean, Tampa was in their division. <laughs> yeah. So like, like they had to deal with Tampa the last couple of years. And they still made the playoffs, even with Tampa being where Tampa was. So two time cup champions. So, all right, let's talk some baseball here. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. has now been, well, not shut down, but he can't swing a bat yet. Mm. So they thought three months, they thought he might be able to return at some point. And now they've said he's been regressing the Wrist surgery is not healing as fast as they would have liked, and he can't swing a bat. Yeah. Do we see him play this year? I think they shut him down for the whole year. Um, well, I mean, the way they're playing, there's no rush to bring him back. We don't we don't have to bring him back as long as they continue to stay in the playoff hunt and stay right at the top of the division and stuff. There's no need. Um you can't risk a young guy compounding an already mm, injury that 
that could lead to, you know, long-term problems. So, and they locked so, him up. And we got to remember that they gave Tatis yeah. that bag. They, they locked him up big yeah. time. Yeah. He ain't going nowhere. And he's mm -hmm. he, he, like, we're good. That's their investment. That's their face of the franchise, you know, for the next decade, essentially. So, um, I like San Diego. I like them a lot. I mean, really good baseball team. Really, I, I don't want to say upper echelon pitching staff, but they're they've been, they've been pitching pretty good. Darvish is back. They're getting good bullpen work. Um, I wouldn't bring him back. Would you? Um, I would look at saying to him, "We want you to be a hundred percent." And however long that takes, don't worry about this season because right. wrist injuries are really tough. Yeah. I mean, this is the one part of the body from a baseball player perspective that if you, if you can't, if your wrist doesn't work, you can't hit. Right. It's, you know, it's such an important part of the, of the swing mechanism. Yeah. Even a shoulder is less important to me than a wrist is. So if you're not able to, make contact and hold your wrist firm and, and not have it hurt when you swing a bat. I'm absolutely shutting him down until I know he is a hundred percent, not even a question. And if it's not healing properly, I just say, don't worry about 2022, man. Like we got you. Like we'll see you at spring training next year. If we need to, if you come back in the playoffs, great. We'll see you in October, <laughs> but don't feel like we have to have you. thought you were going to break into some, medical explanation for wrist injuries or something no like but that. wrist injuries your, for golfers dr matt i know but golf i was going to lean back and just listen <laughs> but golfers and, and baseball players both are yeah incredibly reliant on the wrist working yes. yes and it's why wrist injuries end golfers careers and it ends baseball players careers yes because they can't hit and they can't that contact point puts so much stress on your wrist mm. that if you're not right forget it I mean, you can't, you can't play. You just can't perform. And you can't even like ease them into it either. Mm -hmm. Cause you need them. You want them in the field. Like you don't want them, you know, just right. DHing. I mean, I guess you could start trying to do that, but it limit his time on the, on the field, but he's such an asset on the field too defensively that yeah, a hundred percent or nothing. And I don't yeah. push it. I don't, I don't risk, I don't risk it. I don't want to make it go because I, my concern is I've given this guy $200 million <laughs> and all of a sudden he becomes a shell of himself for the rest of his baseball career because he's, it's, it's like 400 million. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it is. You know, we gave him a ton of money yeah. and he, he's supposed to be the guy for the next decade for the right. Padres. Right. What's one year, you know, I would trade one for nine. <laughs> like you, yeah. you, need, you need him to be able to go and to be good. So that's that's a really a story to watch. All right, Braves have won 13 straight. Won again last night going away against the Nationals. Baseball betting is easy, isn't it? I'm supposed well, minus 250. We talked about it yesterday, but run line covered. Now it's minus 194. Yep. $2 again. Yep. We back on them again today. What did you expect? It should be it should be at least that. I mean, well, it's, it's less. I'm surprised it's less. They won again. It's less. <laughs> it's going down. Yeah, I know, but um it's Strider, who, who's been pretty good. I got this stat today from uh, my guy, Brad Howe. The Nationals have 41 losses on the mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. 35 of them have been by two runs or more. They're 30, mm -hmm. five, 6 and 35 
to the run line when they're getting that's they've lost 41 games in 35 of them by two runs or more. So if you're going to bet the Braves, you don't have to bet the minus 194. Just bet them on the run line. All right. So say that to me again here. A 41 losses on the season. Yeah. Okay. So my stats got 39 on the run line, 39 losses on the run line. Yeah. The 25 and 39 to the run line. Their losses. Yeah. So, so it depends on, on, on what I got. Just the losses and 41 losses on the season. Yeah. And 39 of them have come on the run line. It's ridiculous. Forget about trying to find bad teams. Like that's, that's a career. But there, but KC is the same way. Milwaukee is the same way. Kansas City is the other one. No. Uh, is it Kansas City? Yes, it's Kansas yes. City. Kansas 23 City's and 38. 35, uh, 41 game, 41 losses. 38 to, on the run line. Yeah. Like, why would you bet the money line against these teams? I mean, if it gets you, it gets you. But that's... how many losses? Pittsburgh has how many losses? Uh, let's see. What let's see. How many They've losses? lost nine in a row. They have 36 losses. So Pittsburgh's even worse. Pittsburgh's got 36 losses. 35 of them have come on the run line. By more than one run. (laughs) Pittsburgh's got 36 losses and 35 of them have come on the run line. So what are you doing? (laughs) So they're not just only one game have they lost by one run. What the hell are we doing? (laughs) Like we're talking about football and season wins. We just just be betting. This is what I saw in the book all the time. Like the pros just bet the same stuff every day. Parlay those three together. Not a parlay parlay. You don't wait till Friday. Just put those together. Wow. All right. Hold on. Let's see what that would be today. So if you, so if you today decided to bet the giants on the run line, the Braves on the run line and the Cardinals on the run line, that is a seven to one return. Okay. The plus 700 parlay giants, Braves, Cardinals laying one and a half runs against all three of those teams, Kansas city, Nat Washington and, and the pirates. Sometimes it is that easy. Sometimes, I mean, you got to <laughs> do it every day. You're, you know, you got the pool yeah. playing a parlay every day. <laughs> yep. Listen to the show, play the part, play this three, three game, uh, run line parlay every day. I mean, if it pays seven to one, it's once a week. If you hit it, you're good. If you hit it twice in a week, you're good for two weeks. It's, it's dang. It's, that's something that bad. That is really something huh. to watch that, to just go ahead and bet against the nationals, against the pirates and against the Royals on the run line every day. And I might do that for a week. Do it. You should really do it round robin by twos and threes so you get to two because if you go two and one you'll cash because they're plus money no they're not plus money only one of them is plus oh yeah sorry sorry two of them are yeah cardinals are plus money the braves are minus 118 braves are laying juice yeah giants are plus 106 right so you get you get i mean either way you're coming out plus money yeah right because you're combining a two out of the three right okay yeah so i mean if you hit the two plus monies you're really good but if you hit one small minus and one plus money, you're still good. You still come out ahead. By twos and threes, if you bet four bets, 25 bucks. Win five away. Five dollars away. You'd win $233. Yeah. Three to three to one return. Huh. By yeah. twos and threes. Yep. By twos times three rated. That's not a bad bet. 
I mean, it's not a bad bet at all. It's 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 June. People will be looking for stuff to bet. There you Very go. Soon. After tomorrow, if it's the end of the basketball, <laughs> yep. And then you know you only have hockey and baseball. And again, you're still trying to find out who the good teams are, and, and we know. I mean, the divisions are are pretty set, and what's going to happen now? You have to ride this thing at least till the All Star break. Well, it's interesting. So, like, if you go through the teams that are the worst against the run line right now, mm-hmm. a couple of them that are kind of surprising. The White Sox have 31, are 29 and 31, right? Mm-hmm. But they have 33 losses on the run line. 27 and 33. So when they were, when they were so they're laying or catching the one or the other. Yeah. yeah. When they're laying, they're winning by, they're winning by one. Right. So they're a team you got to look out for. The Twins have 35 losses on the run line. Yeah. The Twins only have 28 losses, but they have 35 losses on the run line. Because they got to be careful. One run games. They're winning one run games. So you got to be careful with them. So Casey, Washington, and Pittsburgh, we can bring this up because these teams generally are not favored. So that's why, that's why you've got the 35 number, even though they probably weren't dogs every game they lost 35 losses on the run line and 35 losses overall. It's not directly correlated because sometimes you're catching one and a half runs or laying one and a half runs, but bad teams generally are not laying one and a half runs. Except when they're playing each other. (laughs) Good point. It's it's a a great point when they're playing each other. Right. That was always one of the hard things in the book when you had a pick em game. And it was two bad teams. You're like, oh man, I guess I got to make the home team the favorite on the run line. Like, right. I, do I make the road team and give it a big plus and try to get some bets there? But they're going to take the other side plus one and a half, even if it's a big minus. That's the those are the hard ones. It's right. It's so, easy to make the good team lines. The Red Sox are playing today against the A's again. Mm-hmm. Red Sox, this, the A's can't be good on the run line either. Well, here's the Red Sox. In their wins, they've only lost two games dating back to, I think, uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So 7 1, 7 2, 8 0, 5 2, 1 0, 6 5, 1 0, all against the Angels. Then they lost. But 4 3, 2 0, 6 1. Red Sox, right now, after this run against the run line, are 34 and 28. They're now in the top 10 for the best teams on the run line in major league baseball. And they've got the A's who stink Red Sox plus one Oh four today against the A's at home. Six, one win yesterday. Go back on the run line with the Red Sox today. Couldn't get me to bet Oakland with, with stolen money. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's, it's Red Sox or nothing. And it's Red Sox run line. I mean, that's another team identifying the bad teams. I would, say is more important than, than identifying the good teams when you're betting baseball. I'll agree. And it gets, it yeah. gets boring and it gets monotonous, but you just keep doing the same thing. And then every once in a while you get caught. I mean, you lose mm-hmm. the, the good teams. The bad teams start winning in the back end of the season. They don't, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when a bunch of people trade stuff and, you know, those games in September that don't mean stuff, that's when the, the bad teams I think have value. The bad teams have no value until the All-Star break, until after the All-Star break. So, mm-hmm. yes, I would bet the Red Sox. on the, if, if I were to do it, I would bet them on the run line. Um, 
you did you involve with them or no? Didn't bet it, but I I think it's a good bet. I think right. betting the run line tonight for the Red Sox. I, I don't love the kid they've got starting, and he's, he's an opener, not really a starting pitcher. And but the Red I Sox don't even offense. have him listed yet. I don't have any starting. I don't have a pitcher listed in either one of those games on the odd screen. It's bizarre. It just says it's Oakland with, Athletics, Boston Red Sox. Yeah, it's Caprillion versus Wikowski. Wikowski oh, confirmed. Right. Uh, Fandle's got it as those are the starters. Okay, so. Uh, and then one more baseball thing. So this is wild. The leader right now to win the American League Cy Young mm-hmm. is McClanahan for Tampa. Mm-hmm. He's going tonight against the Yankees. Yep. He's a dog. He is. Do you know who's starting for the Yankees? Um, what's his name? The other Nasty guy. Nestor Cortez. Cortez. Look on yes. look on the list of Cy Youngs. Where's where's Cortez? Fourth. Hell of a pitching matchup, is it? Did, not? it, did it yesterday. Yeah. I like McClanahan better, though. I'll take the plus money on this. I think the play in this game is under. Yeah, but it's low. <laughs> I, mean, it's I really can't low. believe. It's seven. I cannot believe. I saw this last night, and I was like, wait a second. Are we going to see a six and a half total in a run in a, uh, in a game in an American League park in Yankee Stadium? It's juiced to the under seven at the moment at FanDuel. A lot juiced. It's under a quarter, right? Uh, minus 120. It's under a quarter in a lot of places already. Mm. The next move is seven under 30. And then the next move is to go to six and a half. And one of the places I keep an eye on is already gone to six and a half over. Oh, wow. Okay. If you look at totals, uh, teams to the under this year, Tampa Bay is 32, 26, and three to the under. Mm-hmm. And the Yankees are 33, 27, and one to the under, which is a little bit of a surprising stat. The Yankees are an under bet this year, not yep. an over bet. Yep. Because of their pitching. It's not their offense, it's the other team's offense that doesn't do anything against their pitching. Right. They win 6 1, 5 2. Games are going under. So under seven, you paid the juice? Um, yes. Yes, I would. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'd pay the juice as well. I would. I, like the- I mean, only because if you get through the first couple of innings, I mean, the end game will drop to five and a half or five. Like, this thing will drop like an anchor. Boom. You know, so uh, it'll give you opportunities to do, you know, some work in game if you wanted to, but. Yes, initial thought is this is a 4-3 game at best. These guys don't even give up home runs. Mm. All right, time now for our Circuit Sports schedule of the day. Circuit Sports, the Bostonian versus the book being presented by Circuit Sports in the Circus uh, Survivor Pro Football Contest. After a hefty $6 million payout last year, Survivor returned with some new rules and just as much money on the table. Circuit Survivor will consist of 20 legs during the football season. Players cannot pick the same team to win twice. Entries are $1,000 with a max of six of them you can get into at once. Entries must be made by September the 10th by 2 p.m. Pacific time and players must be physically in Las Vegas to register with an option of hiring a proxy to enter in your picks during this season. Who will be left standing to claim the $1 million first place prize? It could be you this season with Circus Survivor. For full contest rules and details, log on to CircusSports.com. Your team is the team of the day, Dave. Yes, they are. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Before we get to the numbers and the mm-hmm. games, and the, mm-hmm. what is your overall outlook for your quarterback position? Um, I think Trubisky's going to be the quarterback. 
for the whole year? I think he's going to start. Okay. I think they're going to have some success with Japan. Yes. Okay. I books think that, books disagree with you, but okay. Yeah. I, I think the number that, is seven and a half books. The books disagree with your assessment there, but okay. Well, I'm trying to be as positive. As don't possible. be positive. Be a better. Don't do that. Uh-uh. Don't be a, don't be a positive True. person. Be a gambler. We'll go through the schedule. And be see. a book. I, I, I have be a, a bookmaker. Be a bookmaker. As a, a fine as a bookmaker. Look at it objectively. I haven't looked at the schedule yet. Okay, good. I so I'm looking at it cold. Um, I understand the number. I do. And when they signed Trubisky, I was like six and eleven. Immediately thought six and eleven. And now, you know, we'll go through the schedule. I will guess right now I'm going to come up with eight or nine. Nine. I think it win nine games. You don't think not, so? Not with the schedule. They're not winning nine games. Really? It's that hard. <laughs> They're not winning nine. Not with Trubitsky. No, not not with the offense. See, who's your biggest what who's your biggest weapon? Catching Na- the football? Najee Harris. Yeah, right. Running the ball. Oh, because you're in New England, they're gonna do the same thing. That's different though. Patriots are you know, they're, they're built for it. You guys aren't talking about you weren't built for what the Patriots have been building this. They've got two tight ends. They got an offensive line. They got three running backs and a quarterback who doesn't throw picks. We had a quarterback that didn't move for two years, but he threw the ball down the field consistently and you had weapons like he didn't throw the ball consistently down the field in two years either. Right, five yard pass. You, you, which receiving core is better for the Steelers last year or this year? I mean, there's no juju. I don't even know who the, who the receivers are. Deontay Johnson and who yeah, else? That's it. <laughs> Could be a problem. Your receiving core is, is Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and Miles Boykin. George Pickens, I guess, too. That's your receiving core. I, For I, Mitchell Trubitsky. And we're going nine wins? That's where we're going? We'll go How many sacks is TJ Watt going to have? TJ Watt going to have 55 sacks? Like, what are we doing? Defense is pretty good if they yes. stay healthy. Yes, defense is is good, but your secondary can be torched. That's been a problem, even so, when they won Super Bowls. It's yes. felt like we couldn't cover. Yes. And the Patriots, teams that know how to go up against your zone defense, pick you apart. Steelers play the Patriots. I already marked that one down as a W. I don't care where the game's at or what day it is. Okay. We'll have a fun a fun bet for that. All right, let's see if we can find eight wins here out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Eight. Game one on the road at Cincinnati. Ain't winning that one. Going one. I don't know how in the hell we're not going to this game in Pittsburgh. Like, how are we not going on September the 18th? Patriots at Steelers. Home opener? Home opener. How man, we, oh man. How are we not going to this we, game? We should be saving up all the money right now for this. This, this needs, I mean, like, this needs to happen. Like, like this, this, this needs to happen. Like you wear that hat and we go, it's not cold. It's September. Yeah. It's, I mean, I know we say things like we should go to these games, but this is a game. This is too much to do, to not do the show on Friday. Like, come on now. This is, this is Steelers win. Someone's going to bring us out. Patriots win. What? I have an, I have an 0 and 2. 
Are Patriots going to be favored in Pittsburgh? They should be. You're three and a half. Again, this is why you should stick to doing the shows and not making the numbers. <laughs> three and a half. What the number is? See the number is three and a half. Patriots minus three and a half. That's what it is right now. No, it's what I'm, that's the line I make. That's the number I would put up. What's now Westgate to, got? Now I have to look right now. Look at the Westgate. That's what I put. Patriots minus three and a half is the number I would put up. Wrong. Where is it? I don't know. Well, we say it's wrong. Then how you say it's wrong? It was, it, what is it? This is what we would do in the room. I would somebody would yell out their number. Uh huh. And we would go wrong. Okay. Well, what is it? Steelers minus one and a half is what I would say. Steelers are favored with Mitchell Trubisky. The Steelers are not favored. No, they shouldn't be. Oh, what's the number? Oh my gosh, what's the number? Oh, I'm scrolling right now. Week two. Week two. Is <laughs> Patriots minus one and a half? Wrong. Oh, I okay. I was wrong, but I was right. The Patriots are favored. No, I know we're both wrong, but that's the beauty of this. <laughs> I would make the Steelers minus one and a half. You made him three and a half. That's how they got that number right uh, there. Right, that's right, exactly right, what happened. Literally, in the <laughs> right in the, the middle. Boston guy said this. The Pittsburgh guy said this. Put it in the middle and see what happens. So we got one and a half. That's how you make the number. That's exactly what it is. You can get all these algorithms and all this other stuff. <laughs> you got guys that book the games. That's how you do it right there. All right. I have an 0-2. You have a 1-1 one one. at Cleveland. Um, oh, you better win that game. You better win that game. Steelers win in Cleveland. I'll say yes. Two. I have one. I think they win that game. Home for the Jets. Winning that game, yeah, two and two. I have a two and two. I have three wins already. Okay, at Buffalo. Oh uh, no, they they beat Buffalo last year somehow. That no, that's that one's going to be ugly, sir. That's a loss. At uh, home for Tampa. Tom Brady, one more time in Pittsburgh. Oh man, that's gonna be going even. Start. Tom's gonna break their heart again. Tom's gonna yeah, win. Don't Steelers even start against their defense. Brady's record against Pittsburgh is stupid. He's lost like two games his whole career against the Steelers. Ever, he rips their heart out every time. Loss at Miami. Mm-mm. Ain't winning loss. that game at Philadelphia. They got a three-game road trip right there. I got two wins. They have a two game. game either. They have a, they have a two game road trip. They go at Buffalo, home for Tampa, at Miami, at Philadelphia. Three of the four games on the road, all four are losses. It's a bad stretch right there, son. All four are losses. So oh, I have two God. wins. I'm at two and six going to the break. The bye week is week nine. Three and five. They come out of the bye, home for New Orleans. Win that game. I'll give them, I'll give them a win too. I have three. Home for Cincinnati. And they got swept by Cincy last year. They got to take some sort of revenge on them. Can they win that game? Probably not. I'll say no. They'd lose it four. At Indianapolis. Monday night football. Monday night football. You know Tomlin's record on Monday night, don't you? They're winning that game. That's five. Of course. Three. I have an L. Three wins. Five. At, at Atlanta. Win. Win. I have four. Home for Baltimore. Loss. At Carolina. Win. 
Seven. Yeah, I get five. I'll give a win on Carolina. Home for Vegas on Christmas Eve. Man, this is going to be a tough one. Home, Vegas, winter, Christmas Eve. Steelers win a game, match eight. Loss at Baltimore. They always split with the Ravens. I had them losing at home. Did they beat the Ravens? Are going to be good. Gosh. January 1st, New Year's Day at Baltimore. I'll say lose. Nope. Lose. And then Cleveland, they will beat Cleveland at home. Nine. Six. Nine. Six. Wrong. Six and 11. Six. Under. That's terrible. Under. You said it yourself. First time you heard Mitch Trubisky, what was your number? Six, six. and 11. I did. Go with your first gut instinct. Damn it. Six and 11. Nine is the fan in you talking. They can win a couple of those road games. With Mitchell Trubisky? No. What if it's Kenny Pickett? Have you changed oh, even your mind worse. if it's Kenny Even Pickett? worse. Worse? <laughs> I don't. Kenny Pickett, I cannot get up, get behind the two glove thing. I can't do it. I just cannot do it. it it's, I think it's going to be weird as a wonky. But Curzon stole my name, stole, stole my word yesterday, by the way. Got Bruce Curzon saying wonky on MLB Network. How about that? Stealing my word. He like, said wonky. I, I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> I'm like, everyone's saying, this game just kind of wonky. I was like, wait, what? I was like, you can't be taking that for Scourge. That's our gig. What oh, the? That's, I said, I said, I felt the same thing. I had to be like, wait, he said wonky. <laughs> what show am I on? Wait a second. What's that's Matt on? for Scourge. Every show I do is with a guy yeah, named Matt. Seriously, right? It's amazing. Goodness gracious. It's crazy. All these Matt's in my just life. Just drop our first name is all go by our last name. It's easier. But look. Here's the interesting thing about the division. If Deshaun Watson plays, don't think it's going to, but if he does, it changes everything. I mean, it changes the Steelers season. It changes the Ravens season. It changes the Bengals season. It changes everything. I don't think it's going to play, but the league has to figure this out at some point. I mean, it's June. They got to make a ruling here by at least mid-July as to what the hell you're going to do. throwing and doing all right. the passes. That's what I mean. He's working. I mean, the <coughs> league... The league is just dragging its feet in, you know, trying desperately to figure out a way to just get away from the story. But I mean, we're up to 24 accusers now and we've got a football season. I mean, he's going through all the OTAs. They're working out. Baker's not there. Baker Mayfield is not at OTAs. So if Baker Mayfield is not going to be the quarterback and going to be traded. Then you've got, a big question mark at the quarterback position for the Browns. Or you've got the guy that you've signed to the biggest guaranteed contract in NFL quarterback history. I mean, it is, that is such a weird dynamic for the it's division. The mess. Not just for the Browns. It's a weird dynamic for the entire division because the Browns become a totally different team. If they've got a comparable quarterback or comparable or a, a competent quarterback. And it's a real pain in the room because if he plays, you got to adjust the other numbers. Sure. You have to go through and adjust the other numbers. And like, if it comes out that it's a six game suspension, that affects the Brown season wins. It affects a couple of the, the lines on the games, but then it affects everyone else's season wins too, at least in the division. And it might affect a couple of teams that they play against. So yes, it definitely is. Um, it's a major factor in obviously Cleveland's, but I mean, 
Steelers are still going to win more than seven and a half games, aren't they? Come on. I don't think so. I think this is a. I think this is going to be the worst. I'm not ready for six and eleven. And if God, this is Tomlin's damn Patriots win a division or something. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be well. I'm just. Yeah, I. I'd be. I'd be. I'd be very. Being on the bottom end of the division. I think you're safe. I think you're safe on the Patriots winning the division. Getting to a wild card spot, I think, is very real for the Patriots. But I have to get a lot of Bills stuff now. Oh gosh, please stuff. no. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Those are fighting words. But <laughs> I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Tomlin handles. You know, this is a punting year. The Patriots had it in 2020. This is the punt year. Ben retired the year after your Hall of Fame quarterback walks away. It's a rebuild. You're going to try to build it. I, I think Kenny Pickett's playing by week eight. I think if they open up the way that I think they're going to open up two and six, I think Kenny Pickett after the bye, it's his team the rest of the way. Oh, that they'll, could happen. That's, that's a it. Narrative. That that's happen. his team. So they, they, they'll come back, they'll work them in and they'll just say, What's look, the we purpose of playing them then though. Like, because you want him to see the game for a while. You want him to watch and get into a routine the whole damn year and start the kid fresh the next year. No, you could, but most teams do this where they've got a rookie sitting. And then when the year is pretty much lost, you see what the kid's got. You're just like, okay, let's see what you can do because it gets the fans excited about the following season. Like if Pickett plays well and say the team loses tight games, or he has a couple of impressive wins, <laughs> late scoring drives or something. Then the narrative in Pittsburgh is, Hey, we got the guy. We're okay. Like just get us to next season. We're okay. Build around him like this, like Mac Jones. Patriots started Mac Jones right away. That game against the Saints was horrific. Had two bad interceptions, a pick six. It was brutal. But as the year went on, you started to see it. And you're like, huh, all right, we got the kid. We got yeah, the guy they now. They trucked Cam out there the whole season before. Which was what you guys are doing with Trubisky. Truck him the whole season before then. Right, but they didn't Trubisky draft Mac truck. Jones yet, though. Mac Jones wasn't drafted. You have Pickett. You drafted Pickett. So you've got Trubisky to be the Cam for one year. This is your 2020 for the Patriots. It was 2020. They punted on the year. They went seven and nine and they almost made the playoffs. They lost two really tough games, one at Buffalo and one at Seattle. They should have won late game losses. If they'd won that gone nine and seven, they would have made the playoffs with Cam Newton, amazingly enough. So here's Trubisky now coming in. He's your quarterback for this year until it's time to see what you have with Pickett. If you're competitive, if you're four and four at the break, I think you're right. I think Pickett sits, sits the entire game, entire season. Their plan is to sit him for a year, but after the bye week, if the year is already lost, you're going to hear from talk radio. You're going to hear from fans, put the kid in. Let's see what we got because this clown that we brought in ain't the guy. It's weird. And it's the first time in what? 16, 17 years, different mm -hmm. quarterback. All these questions. I mean, it's, it just feels weird to have yep. even like, it's been a long time since I can't remember uh, what it was like. To, to even have a quarterback controversy or thing. Right. Or a question. Just, it's, it's, right. It's, yeah. It's just a different narrative in Pittsburgh. And you got to uh, see is Pickett your guy. And they'll find out at some point during this year, you know, is Kenny Pickett the dude? I mean, if, if Kenny Pickett is good, it's an incredible narrative. It's a crazy Pickett jerseys yeah. are going to be the thing in Pittsburgh to wear. Hometown play, kid, kid who played at Pitt. In yeah. That building. Yeah. Wanted to play for Pittsburgh, wanted to play for the Steelers, was drafted kind of shockingly on draft day. It was like, wait, what? Wow, they got him. They took him. Yeah. So there's a lot of cool things built into that storyline if it happens, but <laughs> it's going to be a lot of nausea running the ball. Right. But you. that opens up injury potential for a running back who gets, you know, 25, 30 carries a game in today's NFL. 
you get worn out, get worn down, get hurt. We'll see. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna surprise some people. I think though, I, I'm not ready for six and eleven. Okay, what's surprising some people? You don't nine and eight and on the edge of a playoff spot. <sighs> okay, uh, in the division, you have the Bengals and the Ravens, who are v- heads and heads and shoulders are better, above better than the Steelers. See, that's a problem. They got to go two and two in those games, right? And they're not. And they could go on four. They could go on four, and then split with Cleveland. That's one and five in the division. How are they going to find who? Who's the uh, who's the away games? The out of Division. Out of division away, away games. games. They start uh, Buffalo, Miami, loss, loss, Philadelphia, loss, most in, likely. Indianapolis could be a loss. Atlanta win. Carolina win. Okay, so now we're three in a mess. That's 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 how you get to that number. Because the mean, home Buffalo, games Miami. aren't easy. They got home games against the Raiders. Yep. Um, your home games non-conference are Patriots. Patriots could be a loss, legitimately. I don't think it will, but it could be. Tampa Bay, highly unlikely to beat Tampa. And Vegas. Jeez, I mean, those are four playoff teams. That could be. Oh, I mean, gosh. I'm all, all in the Jets. I, I sorry, mean, sorry, and, and the Jets. And the Jets. Sorry, I missed one. Jets. This could be five and twelve. I mean, right? <laughs> That's my my thinking is six wins. Is that they go six wins, maybe they win seven, but your win total is seven and a half. Minus one ten both sides. Great number. Yeah. Um the ceiling is nine. Okay. The, the high ceiling, the low is way low. The way the low could be four or five, like under seven and a half's got to be the bet. If you're just Especially when it's not juiced. Especially yeah. It's, 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 it's uh, not juiced. So you can, again, I told you yesterday, I, I will bet the Ravens to win the division. I will bet the Ravens uh, to go over their win total. The Ravens are the team that I think has that, like, this is their bounce back spot. After of the, course. Having, having a last place schedule and having a very good coach and having Lamar, if he gets a contract, even if not, I expect a huge year on Lamar Jackson. Right. So that's the, their defense is coming along, made some good draft picks. And then you have Cincinnati. <laughs> you know, you, you, you have Cincinnati to, to go into it. Yeah. Brother Dan well, says they're in for a six or seven win season. No surprise. God, Brother Dan. He's he's usually right about the Steelers. So, you know, that's where I am with this. All right, let's talk some prop bets here. Props.com story of the day. Prop bets. Good numbers out for today in Major League Baseball. Yeah. So. K props. Did you see the Gosselin one yesterday? Did you see what happened? No. What do you do? Can't six, be can't be worse than Mikolas. Can't be worse happen with Mikolas. Oh yeah. <laughs> six Ks. We had under six and a half. Did you get six? Landed on six. He Beautiful. went six and a third. They let him start the seventh. He got him out. Then he took him out with six K. Beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, whoo, we just Ooh. got under there. That was a sweat. <sighs> I mean, if, by the way, we haven't talked about this, but that Mikulas, two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning. Oh, man. I was but rude. Pittsburgh scored a run, though. They had a, It wasn't a shutout. Correct. But he had a no-hitter going. Correct. They left him in. 
line drive over the center fielder's Why head. Why was the center us. fielder playing so shallow? That's a great question. It's a he was great so up. Question. I, I mean, know. I know it's a lefty, and he's thinking he's going to just do almost like a do the slap thing. Or just trying to break up a no hitter and just get a get over the infield, but he was trying to protect that looping. That, yeah, the yeah. balls in to break and, up a no hitter. He ran back and I mean, he put his glove up. He just missed, you know. But man, that was a tough one. Can't be that. That's that's a brutal one. Have that's you a, ever? You've never been uh, in a no hitter, have you? Been at a no hitter? No, never seen it in person. It's one of the things I can't. I, I go every time I go to a baseball game. I'm like. All right, get through the first inning, get through the second inning. Furthest I've ever been is like four and two thirds. Oh, I've seen I've seen it into the seventh. I've seen it late oh. at, at Fenway. I've seen Pedro take it late. Pedro taking no hitters late. Yeah. And then just it breaks up and then they pull them like six, go six and two thirds and they get and they get pulled right after, after giving giving up a hit and whatnot. I, so. I hope to be at one sometime. I, I just think it's one of the coolest things ever. I I pitched one one time. I went uh, five and two thirds in a seven inning game. Wow. I five and two thirds, no hitter. And I gave up a, a bloop single. And then it was the only hit of the game. And I was the only one on the field that knew me and the, the dad keeping the score. He actually stood <laughs> up and clapped. He looked over. That's awesome. Steaming on the mound. I was like, oh, you know, my, my yeah, center yeah. fielder, Reno, dove for the ball. And it just dropped in. And I was like, I took the ball because I knew. And I looked over at him and he just went like this. And my, my middle infield, they had no idea. <laughs> No idea. My brother wasn't catching. Otherwise, he would have known. But that was it. Right. So you got a couple interesting options here if you want to bet some strikeout props today. Eric Freed, under four and a half today, is the number one option on the board, according to betprep.com and our props.com story of the day. Under has fallen. He's got under four and a half Ks in each of his last three starts, posting five Ks across 11 and two-thirds innings over his last three starts. We've already said fade, right? Fade the Washington Nationals. Right. Braves are red hot. Yeah. Think, think the Braves get rid of the starter fast today? Go under five, four and a half? Probably. What's the juice? Plus 125 on the under. Holy. What? What? <laughs> DraftKings. Wow. Odds. So what's the over? Uh, I have to look at that. Plus 125. That's got to be minus 140 something, right? And to go over four yeah. and a half? Yeah. The Braves, the Braves might strike out a lot. That's one reason why. Well, they do. So that's why <laughs> they, they hit bombs. Like they, 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 three days in a row, they've hit back to back home. Total runs. is nine and a half. My gosh. Um. So the under, under now has changed. It was plus money. Now it's minus one fifteen at DraftKings. So this morning, so obviously under. somebody bet it. Yeah. Somebody hit it. That's uh, both sides minus one fifteen for four and a half Ks for Eric Fried. Under. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we didn't miss nothing. When you told me the price, I'm like, it can't be something's something's up with that. We must be missing some matchup, something, but no, that's under. You like uh, it? Oh, yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he, I don't, I don't think he hangs around long. He, he doesn't strike anybody out, but I also don't think he's gonna be in the game for, for long. So yeah, fetty has been uh an over. Um, oh, Fetty. Sorry. What did I say? Freed? Sorry, Fetty. Yeah, sorry. That's right. Yeah, I was looking through. I was looking through. I'm like, Freed's not pitching. He pitched yesterday. Yeah. What is he talking about? Yeah. But he's been an overplay. For uh, K's? No, for the game. It was nine and a half. When so, he, yeah. yeah. When he pitches, <laughs> you bet over. Last game against Milwaukee, the game, they, the Nationals won 11 to five, right? Yeah. It was the final. But uh, yeah, he's been an over pitcher. So. 
the uh, second bet that that props.com likes for a prop bet today from on a, on a K prop is they're going with Bruce Zimmerman over three and a half K's for Baltimore against Toronto. Uh, he's had four strikeouts. It's a low bar for him. Baltimore's lefty has gone six straight to top this number to begin the year, but only recorded four plus strikeouts in one of his last five. So it's a question of which guy shows up for Bruce Zimmerman here for the Baltimore Orioles uh, up against Berrios um, current live number over three and over is plus three and a half or sorry uh, over three and a half is plus 135 under juiced heavily minus 180 to the under 180 <laughs> under minus 180 plus 135 on the other side what are we doing with these props? <laughs> Oh, the, just, the, price, the pricing. The, the story is the pricing. It's not even yeah. the prop. I mean, it's <laughs> unbelievable. I, I would never lay 180 under on a strikeout prop in my life, but I wouldn't want to bet this over. Yeah, um, so it's, it's where he's been one of the last four times out. Well, it's five last time. So one in five to hit this. But Toronto strikes out a lot. I mean, yeah, they know, do. They got a lot of holes in that lineup as that's far as a, that goes. Yeah. And they beat the lefty too. Toronto yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. That blew up a lot of parlays. It was like the only one, but yes, it did. Did you uh, see that? By the way, I I saw that post yesterday. Favorites in Major League Baseball are two hundred games over five hundred so far mm-hmm, this year. Mm-hmm. Two hundred games over five hundred. <laughs> Baseball I meeting is easy. What the hell? <laughs> just, I was like, just, wait, is that right? I was like, how is that even possible? Yeah, everybody wants to be the book. Everybody always talks about <laughs> being the book. Being the book sucks right now. <laughs> it sucks. You think bet over on they top favorites and over on top of everything else. The NBA's been easy. Every yes. trend in the world's been coming in. Yep. You bet the team that lost. Everybody in the books like, oh, I'm gonna move the spread. Nothing happens. Everything you do, everything you do loses. Like nine, you could be Warriors minus nine. It's still cash. It doesn't matter, right? <laughs> yeah, you can't get a bet on the other side anyway, and you, you need this big decision, and it never comes yep. in. It's hard to go to work in these, you know, June. <laughs> you go in, the favorites win again every day. You need the same damn teams. The three damn teams we talked about that are terrible right. on the run line every day. Who do we need? The Royals. <laughs> Who do we need? The Pirates. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's rough. Yeah. So guys go to props.com. This is what they're putting up every day. Now you guys can go see the top five baseball props of the day that they've got from an expected value, a number and an odds perspective. If you guys like betting props, they've got home run props up as well. You guys can get into uh, Vlad Guerrero today to go deep is their number one guy in the option uh, up against Zimmerman. So there you go. And then Rafi Devers for the Red Sox, number two, on the board to go deep today. If you're looking for some home run props or strike props today. So guys in sports grid, appreciate it. We're back tomorrow, 11 PM Pacific time following the Pat McAfee show. For you guys who are watching live on YouTube and on Twitter, don't move. We got more to come for Bostonian versus the book. All right, let's get to the bet prep prop bet of the day. Nathan McKinnon. We're going hockey over four and a half shots. Little shot prop for us here today. Juiced minus 130 on this. Mm -hmm. But five or more in six of the last eight games at home. Five or more in four of the last five after a win. Nine of the last 14 in the postseason, averaging 5.9 in 14 games in the postseason. McKinnon has taken 82 shots. The next closest uh, is Hyman at 67. 
So you've got a guy who's having the puck on his stick, firing it a lot on, and it's the best. Like Stamkos is over two and a half minus 180. Kale McCarr is over two and a half and minus 180. Yeah. So you lay minus 130 here on over four and a half for McKinnon today. It's brutal. Like it's, it. I mean, it's high. It's a big, it's number. high. It's a lot of shots. It's a lot of shots. You know, usually these guys fall between um, two or three, right? McKinnon, it's funny because um, the one guy I did a show with, Scott Wetzel on the uh, sports grid, he focused on these all season. And he, every game that we were on, the Avalanche were playing, he would play the McKinnon one over. And it was three and a half for a while until the juice got completely embarrassing. I mean, you can't have over three and a half minus 200. Like, it was just like, what are you doing? So he moved it to four and a half, still minus 130. The guy kills penalties, plays on a power play, and double shifts when they're in a tight game. He has opportunities. I wouldn't bet it under. I may pass. I may pass because on it's over minus one thirty, mm-hmm. but there's no way I would bet on there because he's definitely going to have three, if not four, shots on goal in the game. <sighs> four and a half is a lot of shots on goal. It's a lot. Five shots on goal for anybody is a lot. That's, but it is McKinnon, and that's what he does. So I wouldn't bet it under, but over seems. I don't know. That's, this might that, be the number to keep you off of it. It might. Yeah. Be. I mean, it was three and a half. I'd say four. Okay. Five. Five's a lot of shots on goal. It's Would a lot you of say three and a half over if it was minus 200? I don't lay that juice, though. Right, so that's what I mean. Just, you got to make those it. decisions. That's a just, tough decision. I don't make I mean, it probably hits, but what's the, I mean, nah, I, I, I can't, I can't do it. All right, time for time for better to book it. Being brought to you by Fliff. Getfliff.com. If it's legal Fliff. in your state, it's 25 bucks in your account just for signing up. No deposit necessary with getfliff.com. Go check it out. Use that promo code props when you sign up to get that $25 deposit bonus. Props at sign up at getfliff.com. Tampa money line plus 130 against Colorado tonight. Bet betting it. it or booking it. We're betting it. I think they win game one. Not I'm not wavering. I don't, I mean. Thanks to uh, someone in the chat for saying it's Kemper. That's fine. I, I feel love better. It. About if it's it. Kemper, I, I yes, love yeah. this bet now. I, I'm good. I'm good with it. It's fine. So, uh, has anything you've heard in the last 24 to 48 hours changed your mind? Nope. Okay. Especially in game one, first period over, game to Tampa. First period over, but then maybe in game under? Well, Next bet, under six, minus 105. First period over, game under. Telling you, I've seen these layoffs so many times. I'll book this one. Okay. Um, But I think this series has a lot of under games. I just don't think this one. I think – I mean, game one against – 4-2. I think it's 4-2, minimum. It's a push. This is fine, right? This is a push. Yeah. But I think the potential for the winning team to have five is there tonight. I love solid numbers for totals. Five it helps you six. breathe, right? Helps you uh, relax just, a little. It's just, I love it. It just makes it way, <laughs> way easier. Like I love, I love solid numbers. You give me five, I bet over. Give me six, I bet under. Right. Generally speaking, right. I have that. 
Right. Sometimes I'll bet over six, depending on what the game's going to be like. But more often than not, I'm betting under six and over five. So yeah. my hope is come in pregame with the under six. No, if we don't get any goals in the first period, I come back four and a half, four, try to middle it with the five. Right. Or push on the six and, and get the over on the four and a half or four. Right. What, so. uh, what surprises you more? Tampa wins an over game or Colorado wins an over game? Tampa wins an over game. That'd be surprising okay. to me. Because okay. I think Tampa defensively is going to lock down. I, I could see, like, the first game against the Rangers in Colorado was 6-2. That was the first game. Sorry, Rangers yeah. in, the light, in the Lightning was 6-2. Mm-hmm. That was kind of stunning. It was like, what the heck? But because the layoff for Tampa, they were so off their game. And, to, and Rangers were at home, and the Rangers came out flying, and it was like, whoa, and they didn't know what to do with it. So that's my fear, but the benefit is Colorado's at home. I get it, but they're the ones that had the layoff. So right. it's not the real, if, if Tampa had the layoff and they were going on the road, I would be concerned. But because Tampa just comes off the series and they played really well and Vasilevsky was tremendous, I'll take the under, I'll take Tampa. First game of these series, we've seen it a lot of the playoffs. I mean, the, the, this is when the road team's live in a game that you think is a little closer. So if you're thinking Tampa, I, th- I agree with you. I think under's probably is the way. Tampa wins, Colorado wins game two. So you just come back and right. you know, seesaw it. Tampa uh, favored in the series after the, if they win today? I think it's probably minus 110 both sides. Oh, we discussed that yesterday, yeah. yeah I uh, think it goes minus 110 both minus sides. Minus 110 both sides, most likely. Uh, Phil, to make the cut at the US Open. I can't believe you you flipped on this. You think he's going to make the cut. I think he's going to be I, I would fade him on head to heads. I would go up, I would bet against him on head to heads. His books aren't putting this up. Books are not putting Phil into head to heads. A lot of books aren't putting him up at all. Like Phil is he popped up on a couple of books last night. Maybe some books add him in today. But as I read about the course and I started to look at the difficulties around the greens, what I've read so far is basically T to green isn't going to be that difficult, but when you miss the green, where you miss the green is incredibly important. And it puts a em- enormous emphasis on your ability to scramble in, in chip and pot, which is what that dude does. What he this did. That's what, nah, what he does. Phil Mickelson's what he does. I mean, that's just what he does. Off the tee, yes, he's still a huge problem, but it's not a long golf course. Nope. So he can scramble with the best of them. So look, if we're talking about a golf course that's going to be tightly packed, where we have all these players within like eight strokes of each other, right? I think at plus 200, I think it's a decent flyer bet to take Phil. I'll book it. All right. And then my Justin Thomas plus top 10 or into the top 10 at plus 125. Uh, Dubsy sold me. Dubsy's been telling me for days. I'm in on JT JT. this week. Yeah. I'm in on all the, I'm in on Rory. I'm in on JT. I'm in on all, on Rom. I'm in on all the guys. Top half right there. Yeah. We've really talked, the the best golfers in the world who have talked about the live tour in very interesting ways. I thought John Rom, I don't know if you saw what John Rom said yesterday. Yep. It was phenomenal. Yep. He said, if you missed it, he said, if somebody gave me $400 million, would my life change? And my life wouldn't change one bit. Nothing in my life would change. I got enough money to do whatever I need to do with. Whenever I want to do something, I can do something. Giving me $400 million, playing in a three-day scramble tournament doesn't excite me at all. Without a cut, 
doesn't excite me at all. I want to play the format that's been the format for hundreds of years. I'm good where I am. <laughs> I was like, wow. It was the best answer to the question as to why are you not going to the live tour that I've heard so far? Yeah. I mean, the reality is a lot of those guys are in that position, you know, and, and they can say that. The guys that aren't in that position can't say that. They're still, right. they, they need the money. Yep. When you don't need the money, you can do what you want. And he wants to play in a PGA tour. That was awesome. The biggest um, winner for the live tour is the caddies. It's the biggest win because they're, they're making the caddies are making more money than they will ever make on the PGA tour. So and the relationships, a buddy of mine who, who knows pro golfer said, Matt, you can't underestimate the relationship between the golfer and the caddy because no more trunk slams. Right. So when a player misses the cut, no one gets paid and the player tends to look at someone to blame. Right. And that person to blame normally is the caddy. Right. So now at Live Tour, there's no cuts and you're making a check every time you go out. And it's a big check every time you go out. Right. And the guy gets 10%. The caddy gets 10%. So it's more like a company decision. It's not just a one golfer decision. It's also a company decision because it's the it's the whole team, if you will, that comes and gets and gets the bag. Right. So it's interesting. Not bad. Not bad. I can't, you know, you can't really, from a caddy perspective, you can't knock it. They have their travel paid for, they have their tra transportation paid for, their food paid for, and they take home a big check guaranteed every week. Right. So, right. Favorite thing about today is what? <laughs> was the wake up call this morning from the kid when she says, I'm going to be in your chat today. She texted me from the other room that first. I didn't even know she was up. Oh, she said, I'm going to be in your chat today. And I was in the shower and I come out and I check the phone and I'm like, you're going to be in the chat today. I didn't even know you were up. I come outside. <laughs> I didn't even know you, you were up. Yeah. Good morning. And she's yeah. like, she's got the, uh, the alert on the, on the iPad oh. for, for ready to, you know, when the show starts. So she comes in. So that was, I mean, and, What's so bad about that? Like your kid is excited to awesome. like participate in the show and all like be a, I love it. So what happens in a hockey game? Win or lose. I've already had the best part about my day. Like I can't, I mean, and you know, we talked about it. We'll talk about it more tomorrow um, about how I get this exact thing nailed. Like it doesn't, it's not taking anything away from it. Cause I still have a decision. Like Tampa wins. I win more. But like mm -hmm. I was betting those exactas and, and have different positions on, on both, but it's a cash either way. I'm just going to take the ticket and give it to the kids anyway. So it's all good. I got to pay for that. Um, that graduation party, it's coming up. So we're getting closer to that. That's two weeks from Saturday. It's going to be nuts. Very so, cool. Yeah. Uh, for me, I always like when we make connections with people who listen to the show and then like, you don't have to do this by the way. So I'm not saying it because I want people to do it, but like when they're going to miss the show, they'll send me a DM and they're like, Hey, so our guy in Ontario, who has been a huge brigader from what no, Matt Bonvi from the beginning yeah. up, up in Ontario sends me a note saying, Hey man, 105 degrees in Windsor, Ontario today. We're out here cutting the grass on the highway <laughs> waiting for the show when I can have a good show, brother. And I'm like, damn, man. I'm like, you got to get hydrated. He's like, we got mad Gatorade flowing. The humidity in Ontario is absolutely terrible. Ooh. 
105. Humid 105, and he's on a gigantic cutter of grass, one of the big lawnmower things going yeah. down the center of the highway yeah. to go ahead and mow the and mow the lawn. <laughs> I mean, so the favorite thing about today was that you know what you guys are are really. I mean, you're, you're finding ways to listen to the show, watch the show while you're working, what you're being a part of. But yeah, you know, you're you're telling me, hey man, like. I got a lot going on. Like, I'm like, dude, you're at work. Like, yeah, get, get your thing done. Don't worry about the show. It'll always be here on replay or podcast or whatever. But I do appreciate them. I do appreciate you guys reaching out. It's very Zach cool. the Hat just jumped in the chat and said, I got to go. I got an emergency meeting at work. I'm like, what are you doing? Just go. Go, man. <laughs> like, don't, don't be here. Yeah. Listen to the replay. Like it later. That's great. Yeah, you're, you're all you're all good. So just just know that we do really appreciate everything Absolutely. that you guys do and really appreciate yes. you guys reaching out and, 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 and being a part of the brigade. So uh, back tomorrow for the live show on YouTube and Twitter. Replay on Sports Grid tonight at 11 p.m. Pacific time. If you guys want to watch that on Sports Grid TV, keep June 30th free if you're going to be oh, in or near Vegas. Right. Don't forget June 30th. Put it in your calendar. More details to come very soon as to what we are doing. Doing. Just wanted to put yeah. that little bug in your ear. He's Dave. I'm Matt. Back for a, a, a what? A, the Thursday edition of the Boston versus the book. Steelers over. Under. <laughs>